everyone to another episode of the reality podcast and today we have someone who you should all be listening to and especially because being live in audio format is no new thing to her you guess it right we have none other than rj gunjan a voice you're all are familiar with a goof woman to say the least thank you so much for joining us today gunjan we love your content and can't wait to learn about the person behind the creativity and also congratulations on your wedding <laughs> You guys are so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. Also, let me tell everybody we were trying to do this across three continents, and these guys were uh, so accommodating with my timelines. And um, well, I'm so glad I could do this. Like you guys are damn amazing, uh, super professional, and I look forward to what this conversation brings about. That's good. Thank you so much for being here. So let's dive right into it. I wanted to start off with what is a lot of um, you know childhood uh, dreams for a lot of young girls and maybe even young guys, but you know making it onto a pageant and representing your country um, on you know a very large platform. So what was your experience like taking part in Miss Supranational? And you know especially because you were only twenty three then, how did it feel to be so young and represent the entire country? Yeah, it was amazing. Uh but I have to say that you know I came from a city called Agra, a uh, very small town. Uh people used to not even talk in English. Like my English teacher wouldn't talk to us in English. Uh though we were in a English medium school. So I came from like a very very small city. Um but I was very tall. I was very tomboyish. I was in basketball. I was this crony uh tomboyish girl who had like no ways about dressing up or in fact the first day of my college i went to delhi the college was too cool for me right my jeans had a butterfly embroidered on it because i thought that was what cool meant it was my best friend who had to like give me snide remarks and say do you want to like maybe invest in your wardrobe a little bit so that's how i was uh so you know the when i was in college i went for journalism and things were like figuring out in life i i i definitely wanted to move out of my city i wanted to go uh, pursue stuff and uh, it was just like this i think it's the age or something that happens and i was like i don't know what i want to do but i want to do something so i wanted to be a doctor didn't go that route wanted to be air hostess didn't go that route sort of went that route and got through a actually a, a you know airline college and they were like You, your college is only for 3 days what do you want to do for the rest of the time and my dad looked at me he's like you sure you want to leave medical for this like this is great and i was like yeah, yeah i'll figure it out and then i started applying for journalism uh, journalism colleges only as a backup because i was like what will i do with my free time and didn't realize that's where life was heading so mm-hmm. got through colleges and then while i was in um not actually while but after i uh, got through college and i started working started working really early i didn't turn with a bunch of publications i'd worked for a pr company and i was like you know i've worked and i'd already worked for like two or three years and i was barely 20 so i was like you know what is it that i want to do like there must be something and uh, the only thing i remember was i took the year off i said no work anymore and i started dancing so i started like um training in dance and while dancing and while like meeting a lot of people there was this idea that was given to me it was like you can manifest anything that you virtually like you visibly can see so i remember like my dad used to always say you know because you're so tall you should be a miss india every time we would put on tv at home when i was young and he'll be like be a miss india and my mom would hurriedly say ki nahi nahi isko swimsuit pehna padega nahi nahi like don't give her those ideas and i never thought so much of it because you know the backdrop 
Uh, but when I got out of college and I was dancing and I was like, dude, like there must be something that I want to do. Like if I have to start from blank slate, what it is. So I wrote Miss India on that. I put up a bunch of pictures and in a month later, I was like in back-to-back pageants. There were a couple of pageants that I did, which led me to Supranational. And yeah, that was the journey, how it started. Wow, as a fellow manifesto myself, it's so nice to hear that. And I know a lot of people laugh at that concept and don't really believe in it, but I'm definitely a firm believer of putting what you want or what you need out there in the universe and just hopefully watching it come to you. So that's a very, very inspiring and, you know, a great story. I'm so glad it worked out for you that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So like a month ago, me and Gunjan, we met on Clubhouse, right? And then there is the whole industry which has emerged in the last 10 years, which is the influencer industry. So what has been your biggest challenge being in the influencer's journey? Like, have there been a moment where you reconsider this industry? So I wouldn't say I'm part of influencer industry. I feel like I put in some content on my page and I'm not very consistent with it. I feel like consistency mm-hmm. is a problem. But when you talk about my industry, I would I personally feel that I'm, I'm part of content creation industry, which is through mm-hmm. radio, through TV, through, you know, hosting shows. Um, and I feel like that media has changed a lot over the years. When I started, I didn't even know what I was going for. And of course, it is uh, it is what it is now. Um, I feel there were a lot of times because, like I said, I was a small town girl. Of course, I won Miss India. But then I was all by myself. So even after I won that pageant, it was the... Uh, it was just not the right time. So I didn't get the best exposure that I could have gotten. Uh, it definitely, um, you know, saved me from being prey to a lot of casting scouts or like being in the wrong circles when I moved to Mumbai. But for me, even moving to Mumbai was such a big deal. So did I feel, is this right? Yes, multiple times. I actually, um, so when I moved to Mumbai, I was trying to play safe. My parents was like, no, Mumbai is this bad bad big world out there do you really want to go and I was like yes and uh, just before my pageant I had applied for a couple of companies and there was a sports company that was hiring for a media and a PR person and I was like dude I want to be that person left for my pageant came back and that job was waiting for me so I was like that's a great easy ticket for me to tell my parents that I want to move to Mumbai move to Mumbai Um, started doing that stuff and just when I you know sort of left my job and I started training, I broke my back. My leg got paralyzed for two months. And I was like, is this a telling sign that I shouldn't maybe do this? Um, And after that, there have been a couple of times when I felt like, you know, this is not going to happen because it's also an industry where uh, nothing is consistent. You know, Uh, projects come, they don't come consistently. You see the whole world running. You see the world has a job nine to five. And as a freelancer, there are days where you appreciate the off days and the other days you keep waiting for your turn. You keep thinking that you're wasting your life. Okay. And, uh, you know, I know this, this is not what you asked for, but I have to say that, you know, radio sort of came to a point where I felt like consistency was very important as a content creator. And it wasn't the money. It, I even thought at that point, I thought I was too good for, for being on radio. I said, this is beneath me. And I saw regret feeling that because I'm glad I did not act on it because radio is definitely not beneath me I am beneath radio radio needs immense amount of skill and I had immense amount of respect for people who came out of radio and started doing tv because their level of skill 
was very different from anybody else who was just not putting in that consistent years of effort in their skill. And then I was the one who was chasing radio. And I was like, dude, I need this consistency. I need to work on my craft for years and years the way they have. And I don't want to sit and wait for the right thing. So um, those challenges definitely do come. Sure. I think whoever says radio is an easy craft is definitely speaking before they've experienced it. I sometimes think about it myself and it's so difficult to have to keep people entertained without visually seeing them. I think humans are very visual communicators. And when you see, you know, the person in front of you, you get a hint of, okay, are they vibing with the conversation? Are they interested? Are they getting it? When you're on radio, you're kind of just speaking to yourself and you have to hope and, you know, pray that the person on the other end gets it. So I definitely agree. Yeah. It's a very, very difficult craft. Um, but to, on to another difficult, I'm sure, difficult journey for you. What is it like, um, you know, living life, shuffling between India and the United States? And what do you like and dislike about both places? So I wouldn't say I'm so much shuffling my life here and there because <laughs> uh, it just so happened. It looks like the world wants me here. So my boyfriend uh, who I had met in India was doing multiple trips to India and uh, he's this white boy that I met and he so we also actually had a double long distance because not only was in my city he was in Pune so we were between Pune US Mumbai and you know like life was hard but we sort of kept giving it a go and uh, and then COVID happened we didn't meet for like 10 months and then we decided we'll have a Roka online and then we were like enough is enough so he had to fly to India again and I remember there was this one trip that I did and I was telling my parents, I was like, you know, marrying a Agora means that I have to go and vet it out. Because also being a love guru on radio tells you enough about the stories that go wrong when you have not met a person's family or friends. And I was like, as amazing he is, I still need to do that because I can't like be surprised later on in life. So I did this trip um, a year and a half ago. It was supposed to be more often after that. We were supposed to keep doing this back and forth relationship. Didn't happen. In fact, it was a long distance one. And he was just in India. He was meeting me and he was like, you know what? Why don't you come here and see my parents? COVID is really bad in India. And I was like, sure. Um, so I told my employer and I was like, you know, which is Ishk. And I was like, dude, like, I want to go. Maybe get married. Maybe see his parents. I don't know where we are at, but Roka is done. Maybe like at least start planning for our shadi. So they were like, they were kind enough. They were like, sure, go for like. They wanted to give me three weeks, uh, and I had this whole negotiation pull going on. I was like, fine. So give me. <laughs> so I came actually for six weeks with five tops and all winter clothes, and this is like the life for like last two years for me. Wherever I go, I'm stuck with like five or six things. <laughs> Um, and it's not even the weather. So I came with winter clothes and winter boots and like five things to wear. And I'm finishing six months. So that's my to and fro between US and India at the moment. All right. So uh, moving on to the next, which is the numbers game. So like we have made the whole world very complicated. There's mathematics involved and everyone compares it to the numbers game, right? Like followers how many followers how many views how many subscribers how many listeners so has this number games affected you and does it bother you like oh it totally bothers me it has bothered everybody who whoever says it doesn't is lying or not making enough content so uh it bothers me but i also realize and lot of, and it it bothers more mm-hmm. when people around you go and get their fake followers and then you feel like you're losing you're putting in more effort but somebody else has 50k and you're like oh 
<laughs> should I also go buy some but then i feel like uh i always know that life is not uh you know a sprint it's a marathon so uh, in the long term it will pay off and because i've also spent so many years in the in the industry and i've seen how fickle this is but all that you could do is wait for the right moment for things to work out like they say there is no overnight sensation the overnight sensation takes years to happen and then one day everybody sort of says so i don't think i'm waiting for that moment anymore or i don't think that moment ever comes because you always have those highs and lows and i also get my highs not only from content but like other jobs when i host for star sports when i host a bollywood show or i host a chat show with bollywood stars or when i do my radio shows and people connect with what i'm saying and really deeply want to share their uh, good and bad secrets with me i feel like that's the high and that nobody sees uh, which for me so there is a second side of that so it's just not how many how much engagement i have on my post but how people are really reacting to uh, my content which which sort of works for me for sure and i think it's also worth knowing that with social media and you know this online world so many times you don't know what impact you are making on someone's life so a lot of times someone might have seen your content really enjoyed it but maybe they didn't like it or maybe they didn't leave a comment doesn't mean that it didn't still bright up their day or you know they didn't have a smile on their face because of it and i think it's time you know more people realize that it's a lot more than what comes to your face and what you see on a screen in front of you it really is about doing what you love and then having the people who are watching that content get that and so i think on a final note i wanted to ask you going back to the first question i asked so you know you were so young when you started off you said at the age of 20 you already had i think two two different job experiences so if you could go back in time and speak to a much younger gunjan who was 20 23 much like the age of all of our listeners here what advice would you give yourself and what would you want to remember um i'm really proud of myself for the for the hustle that i put in and i feel like people at that young age definitely should because you just don't know failure enough at that point in time you know it's the first time you're working on your body this is the first time you're working on your career it's the first time you are figuring out what friendships mean and i feel like at every aspect of your life the kind of um you know the kind of force with which you can go at do not let it go for waste um i feel like something happens with age you want you know like at 20 you want adventure you want things and that is a good time to go after and experiment and failure doesn't mean so much uh when you're 30 things are different you're looking you're chasing for other things so i feel like while a person should always be experimenting there is something that that's working in your favor um i would want to tell myself take it easy but then looking back do you do i really want to tell myself to take it easy I don't know maybe have a little more fun but there were times when I was having fun and I didn't enjoy I feel like I was too um too goal oriented and I feel like I enjoyed that part and I think being goal oriented is the best kind of fun one can have <laughs> so that works definitely yeah so that that was the end of the first section of our conversation which was much more on the serious side but moving on to the next which is the spill the tea segment which is where we put on some wacky questions for our listeners and yeah let's move on with that section all right yeah sure so kanjan would you rather have bright red hair or bright blue hair You can tell me what you what I want. I think my social media. You're saying bright, so that's like you have to imagine like a bright red or a bright blue. I think I'll go with bright red. 
um i did a whole video on it uh, on my youtube channel where to find the best one i think i need to do part 2 I think so too. I watched that video and I was vicariously living through your video, and it was nice to watch you know review and live a little bit of a master chef moment. But yeah, I'm quite impressed with the collection of New York cheesecakes that India has. It was a good surprise. <laughs> good ones. I think America sort of falls uh, back. I also found out that how all the great restaurants never make their own cheesecake. They usually source it at least in US. Yeah. So I had a Costco cheesecake at my wedding. Can you beat that? <laughs> I relate to that. I once bought an entire Costco cake just for fun for myself, but that's a topic for another time. <laughs> so, what's your I totally get you. <laughs> what's your go-to Punjabi dance move? But it's a podcast. How will they see it? We're gonna post it. Uh, post a video as well. We do both. <laughs> I think I was ready for a video. Oh. <laughs> Came in my night suit. Um, <laughs> my punjabi i think this one like i love the uncle ji i think everybody gets this yeah <laughs> it's a good move to bring people in to be nice and warm and say come on join i'm having so much fun don't you want some like i think <laughs> yep the most simple is always the best uh-huh so audio content or video content wow i don't know um <laughs> Maybe audio. You know, like video was always my first choice. I'm such a video content person from get go, from day one. But I think my life around audio. I think people just connect to audio on a different level altogether. They they see your soul. You can't yeah. you can't lie. Like I remember, like when uh, I was at Ishk and I was I had gone through a breakup, and I was like, why am I in an Ishk studio? My radio station was called Ishk, and I was like, why am I in Ishk? Like there were all these red roses and red. hearts and i had to talk about this relationship show in in the midnight and i was like this is the last thing i want to do and literally <laughs> literally my colleagues would walk past through the studio and they would see me like wipe away my tears <laughs> between songs and they'll be like are you okay and i was like yeah, yeah this is therapy this is working out <laughs> oh my god i can't imagine what that must be like for you but that's another you know kudos to you another great example of how difficult the craft really is you need to push through and be there for your listeners no matter what is going on in your personal life and that's yes. a huge sacrifice only to be made for the craft that you really love yeah definitely i'm sure people do it a lot more than i do like, uh-huh. <laughs> and i've seen indian radio pushes it to a next level because i have seen i've heard to american radio they're like doing okay but indian radio they just take it to a next level like they just connect it somewhere in the heart <laughs> i know you know yeah something about it it's like it just it's you know it's one thing to say it's radio and it's another thing to experience it it does something mm-hmm. else to you. plus the ads are so creative like you won't feel bored like the, the same <laughs> ad if you watch it on the tv you'll be like okay i've seen this but every time you see it listen to it on radio it's completely different <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the radio jingles are the way to go. <laughs> I agree. Well, unfortunately, all good things have to come to an end, and those are all the questions we had for you today. So, thank you so much again, Gunjan, for your time. I'm sure our listeners had a blast listening to you, getting inspired from you. And if they should take away anything from this video, it's to go check out your video on the best cheesecakes in India because that will throw them into a spiral. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys were amazing. 
so professional, so thorough, so much research, so much uh, background that you guys have done before doing this uh, interview. I am so impressed. You guys are giving um, a run for the money to the professional podcasters out there because what you guys are 20 something and already killing this i am scared of what's coming the conversation is tough here but i'm excited thank, thank you, you so, so much, much.